Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll check in on some early yield estimates for this crop year. Also, we'll get a hog market update from Ham's Marketing Services. And up first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by the province's pulse specialist, Dennis Lang. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is the province's pulse specialist, Dennis Lang. We've just uh, finished our soybean disease survey here for the year. Um, most of the beans are right now in that R5, R6 growth stage. Um, some of the really latest planted fields um, are uh, just uh, just past R4. For the most part, the crops look pretty good. Um, there, we've had some good rainfalls in the uh, in the area. And uh, they are doing quite well this year, a lot better than what we have seen in the past. Uh, some years we've, we've started to see the crops dry down already by now because of lack of moisture. But this year, potential looks really good. Um, we have fewer acres this year than we had last year. Um, the projected numbers are right around 900,000 uh, is what we're looking at for, for this year. So a little bit less than what we've seen uh, in the, the 1.2 million we've seen in previous years. But Overall, uh, there's been a few growers spraying for soybean aphids, um, but I encourage growers to really scout and, and make sure that the populations are, are at threshold level before you spray, because there's been lots detected, but not every field has been sprayed. It's more just the, the, uh, the ones that have the higher um, threshold numbers. So, What about uh, peas? Have we seen harvest start on those yet? Um, not in this area yet. Um, there is, uh, I was looking at some fields this morning that are, are getting close to the stage to spray. Um, there's still the odd uh, green plant hanging around yet, so it might be uh, within the next couple of days. Towards the end of the week, we'll see some spraying in this area. Um, further west, I think they are further ahead. Um, haven't heard any yield numbers yet. There might be the odd field that's been harvested. Um, but right now, uh, it's still early in the process yet. It's kind of a strange year this year because... Um, Every year around this time, combines are rolling down the field and, and lots of activity. And this year with uh, the later spring and then more rainfall during the season, uh, things are just more delayed this year. So, What about uh, dry beans? Uh, dry beans, actually, um, I've seen uh, uh, some seed color change already in some, some black beans. Um, you know, uh, from the road and even just, just looking at the field, we're starting to see seed color change happening already. Um, no desiccation happening as of yet. We're still a little early for that, maybe another week or so. Um, but those are more, more for the earlier types that we're seeing. Some of the early varieties, like blackstrap, for example, would be one that in this area would be uh, you know, starting to yellow off. And uh, But for the most part, we're still a few more weeks yet for uh, much activity happening there. So hearing a few reports of uh, common bacterial blight in beans. Um, the pressure is higher this year than other years but not enough that it would cause any yield issues at this point. Okay. Anything uh, else to pass along here today? I think just uh, keep monitoring your fields. We're kind of at that stage now uh, at R5 where the pressure, you know, it, it really, you're at the end of the stage where it's going to be of any issue. Um, so I think we're out of the woods for the most part. So if you haven't sprayed by now, chances are you're not, gonna, not going to. I think the only other thing to be, you know, watching out for is as crops start being harvested, you might start to see more grasshoppers move around from field to field. So, that might be one thing that, uh, you know, uh, watch those greener fields to make sure the grass arbor pressures don't get high. That was Dennis Lang, Paul's specialist with Manitoba Agriculture.
A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Early indications suggest we could see a return to normal following last year's drought for canola and wheat production in Western Canada. Argus Media and Leftfield Commodity Research conducted a Western Canadian crop tour during the first week of August. They made 40 farm visits and based on some producer conversations and random plot counts, they came up with some early yield estimates. Jonathan Drieger is vice president of Leftfield Commodity Research. So based on the observations that we made over the crop tour, we made a very, very small upward yield adjustment. In some cases, I think there were enough areas where the canola looked fairly good, maybe relative to some expectations that maybe partially offset some of the worst fields that we saw. But in general, our estimate is a yield of 41 bushels per acre. In a little bit of context, that is a little bit below the the five-year average prior to 2021. So in this sense, we are still looking for a slightly below average yield for canola based on what we saw. And uh, again, that's not considering the frost risk component. The spring wheat yield estimate is 53.3 bushels per acre or a 26 million ton crop for spring wheat, which would make it the third largest non-Durham wheat crop behind only 2013 and 2020. Forward hog contract prices continue to soar. Paul Marchand is the Senior Risk Management Analyst with Ham's Marketing Services. Seasonally, he's been seeing some really good value in the in the forward contracts relative to history. Of course, uh, the question is always what are the settlement prices going to do at, at the end of the day. But from a historical sort of standpoint, um, we're looking at basically the highest forward contract prices that the market has seen uh, compared to almost every other contracting uh, time frame on record. So uh, the markets have been very strong. And the search for a new executive director for the Western Grains Research Foundation is over. Wayne Thompson will replace Garth Patterson when he retires in December after 11 years at the helm. WGRF board chair Dr. Keith Dagenhart says they believe Wayne's background and experience in agriculture research and his education make him uniquely suited to serve as the executive director. Thompson has been the executive director of the Saskatchewan Flax Development Commission for the past eight years and president of the Flax Council of Canada for the past couple of years. Prior to that, he worked as a research program manager for the Western Grains Research Foundation. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, August 23rd. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get a hog market update from Ham's Marketing Services. Joining us now is Paul Marchand, Senior Risk Management Analyst with Ham's Marketing Services to give us a hog market update. I asked Paul to talk about forward hog contract prices. Seasonally, we've been seeing some really good value in the in the forward contracts uh, relative to history. Um, of course, uh, the question is always what are the settlement prices going to do at, at the end of the day. But from a historical sort of standpoint, um, we're looking at basically the highest forward contract prices that the market has seen uh, compared to almost every other contracting uh, time frame on record. So uh, the markets have been very strong. What about uh, cash prices? Uh, cash prices, well, uh, we're still waiting for cash prices to make a seasonal turn. Most uh, market participants are waiting for that, uh, what I'm going to call a turnaround to happen. Um, uh, the, the supply and demand fundamentals in the market has just meant that we can see a little bit of extra strength uh, in the cash markets uh, currently. Uh, there could be a canary in the coal mine. The Western Corn Belt is a region that we watch, and typically it will lead uh, trends higher or lower. And it was uh, down for the first time since about May. 
uh, last week uh, by a significant amount um, in, in terms of dollars. So um, it's uh, the daily is down today relative to the week week ago benchmark in the in the Corn Belt, and you know we'll be watching to see kind of what happens uh, if this is a follow through on on some uh, weakness in that market, or uh, if this is. Uh, Remains to be seen. What else uh, have you been keeping an eye on here lately? Well, I guess it's uh, just the extent to which we're going to see the uh, the value stay in in the in the in the futures market. Um, some are saying it should be higher. Uh, our view is that the supply side is priced in right now, and this is mostly a demand side driven market. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons why we're seeing prices as high as they are, uh, is simply because of that the fundamentals are are supportive on that level. Um, we did see a sharp turnaround last week. That was something to keep an eye on, and there was talk that there was managed money uh, in those in those contracts uh, that were liquidating positions, uh, institutional sort of investors, that sort of thing. And so um, we won't know that for certain until the commitment to traders report comes out. It's on a it's on a lag, a week lag, so it comes out next Tuesday, and that will reflect the activity that we saw last week and report on that. And we'll have an idea if that was an investment. And institutional investors getting out of the market at the time. So, uh, but prices still remain really, really uh, good for now. Um, the fundamentals do lean supportive. Um, we're looking at record highs uh, values in the cash and forward contract markets today. What's the latest with African um, swine fever? Well, it's something that's always something to keep an eye on, right? It will be highly disruptive in the marketplace uh, if it, it it comes to uh, North America. Of course, it's. You know, it is, is it a question of if or when? Um, uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, one of the conferences I was at, the analysts at the time suggested that the risk is not zero. Uh, but, you know, given uh, some of the uh, reportable diseases that have been happening elsewhere in the world and its inability to make it to North America, you know, we've, we've kind of got some strong uh, uh, some strong uh, deterrence in, in, uh, in place right now, you know, with your uh, – with the – checking uh, uh, passengers who are coming over with the, the Beagle patrols and that sort of a thing. Uh, globally, it's still spreading um, in Europe, especially that's something to keep an eye on. Um, uh, there's reports of it being a perennial concern in 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 China, but uh, you know that's something that they're going to keep an eye on, and some of the Mara data is always questioned. Uh, so hard numbers are difficult to determine, but um, generally speaking, you know, it's will it, it, it's highly it could be highly disruptive and and, and it remains a problem an ongoing problem that, it's the rest of the world. that was paul marchand he's the senior risk management analyst with ham's marketing services that's it for the prairie egg wire for today if you have any questions or opinions to share send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca i'm Corey canute thanks for listening and have a great afternoon the prairie egg wire will return tomorrow on the golden west farm network Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Wildlife Federation is offering a webinar on Canada's 10 most invasive plants. That takes place August 30th from noon until 1 p.m. You can register on the Canadian Wildlife Federation website. Fall on the Farm takes place September 5th at the Mennonite Heritage Village in Steinbach. The Cultivate Sustainability Conference and Trade Show is planned for September 7th at the RBC Convention Centre in Winnipeg. Register at foodbeveragesmb.ca. And looking ahead, the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting its fifth annual Regenerative Agriculture Conference, November 14th and 15th in Brandon.
Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon. Early indications suggest we could see a return to normal following last year's drought for canola and wheat production in Western Canada. Argus Media and Leftfield Commodity Research conducted a Western Canadian crop tour during the first week of August. They made 40 farm visits and based on some producer conversations and random plot counts, came up with some early yield estimates. Jonathan Drieger is Vice President of Leftfield Commodity Research. He recently spoke on a media call covered by our reporter, Glendalee Allen Vossler. He says they saw two types of canola crops, one that was near normal development and the other being significantly behind normal. Drieger talked about a canola crop northwest of Saskatoon that was no longer in bloom and fairly well along. In this particular case, the farmer is anticipating uh, maybe roughly an average yield for canola on his particular farm uh, because the, the, the crop was, was reasonably well along and not overly concerned about frost unless the frost was unusually early in his region. In this particular case, the farmer thought that the crops around him maybe were a little bit below average, certainly some crops that he thought would be at, at more substantial risk of frost. But this would be maybe fairly typical of, of some of the fields uh, uh, that we saw in certain areas where crops sort of beyond full bloom and, and fairly well advanced in the development state. Meantime, we see later crops in eastern Saskatchewan, western Manitoba and parts of Alberta. Drieger referenced a canola crop north of Calgary that was still in bloom and about two weeks late in development. Fairly typical maybe of what we would see uh, of, of a number of fields that, uh, again, not as far along as the last slide that we saw, a crop that's a little bit late in Western Canada and one where there is some nervousness about what the weather will hold here this fall and, and uh, uh, at what point that first frost becomes an issue. Based on their conversations and random plant counts, they came up with an average estimate of 41 bushels an acre for canola, or about 19.6 million tons of production, about the same as what we saw in 2017, 18, and 19. However, the big variable for this year's estimate is the timing of that first hard frost. Just to kind of, again, illustrate a little bit the uh, almost a race against the clock, if you will, from a production perspective. Now, these, of course, are average dates and some years the frost comes sooner. And if that is the case, again, you know, some potentially some significant damage, you know, conversely, if weather is favorable and, and maybe that first significant frost is later than normal, then, then perhaps it's not a concern. So it is one of the challenges as we think of the, what the canola crop will be in Western Canada. You know, maybe in a normal year, you might have your yield estimate or your production estimate. And there's maybe, a, you know, a range of outcomes on either side of that. If you're maybe a little high or a little low or whatever the case may be. But, but think in terms of somewhat of a, maybe a more a reasonably normal bell curve. And I think in this particular year, uh, I think one of the things that we might have is actually a, a downward skew in the range of potential outcomes in the sense that because the portion of this crop is fairly late, it is very possible that there's maybe a, a downward skew in the production outcome if there is that frost event that ends up impacting a, a significant portion of the crop. So that's where, you know, an early frost certainly would have an impact and so something that we'll be watching very very closely here over the coming weeks and month or so. Drieger says with the new crushing capacity coming online in the future farmers are going to be asked to grow higher yielding canola crops.
And so some of the conversations that we certainly had with farmers in our journeys is this uh, realization that we have not seen growth in production uh, and potentially perhaps that changes uh, going forward. But at least in terms of the, of the last number of years, we have not increased yields, we've not increased production, and yet there is substantial increase in domestic crushing capacity that is forthcoming and wondering how that's all going to unfold here in the years going forward. As for this current crop year, Drager notes that farmers are still more lightly sold on their canola than in previous years. Jonathan Drager is with Leftfield Commodity Research. For Golden West, I'm Glenda Lee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glenda Lee. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Daily U.S. cash markets for hogs started the week off on a lower note. Paul Marchand is Senior Risk Management Analyst with Hams Marketing Services. We're still waiting for cash prices to make a seasonal turn. Most market participants are waiting for that, what I'm going to call a turnaround to happen. The supply and demand fundamentals in the market has just meant that we can see a little bit of extra strength uh, in the cash markets uh, currently. Uh, there could be a canary in the coal mine. The Western Corn Belt is a region that we watch, and typically it will lead uh, trends higher or lower. And it was uh, down for the first time since about May uh, last week uh, by a significant amount um, in, in terms of dollars. Argus Media and Leftfield Commodity Research conducted a Western Canadian crop tour during the first week of August. Based on producer comments and random plot counts, they came up with some early yield estimates. Spring wheat production is forecasted at 26 million tonnes, with a yield estimate of 53.3 bushels per acre, slightly above the Olympic five-year average of 52.4 bushels. While the canola estimate is on par with 2017, 2018, and 2019 production of 19.6 million tons. Jonathan Drieger with Leftfield Commodity Research notes an early frost would cause extensive quality and yield damage because many canola crops are late maturing. And I think in this particular year, uh, I think one of the things that we might have is actually a, a downward skew in the range of potential outcomes. In the sense that because the portion of this crop is fairly late, it is very possible that there's maybe a, a downward skew in the production outcome if there is that frost event that ends up uh, impacting a significant portion of the crop. So that's where you know an early frost certainly would have an impact. And so something that we'll be watching very, very closely here over the coming weeks and, and month or so. And a Manitoba farming family has swapped traditional prairie cereal grains for a cereal topping that's gaining popularity in Canada. Trina and Wayne Zacharias are now the proud owners of a 20-acre Haskap berry orchard just north of Winnipeg. Haskap berries taste like blueberries mixed with raspberries. Trina says the decision to switch from grains to berries happened in 2019 after they had the worst harvest in half a century. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll check in on haying operations here in the province. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.